It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Everything Under the Moon. I am your host for this evening. My name is Becky Guideson. And I just want to let you know that I am here to hopefully entertain you for the next couple of hours. If you have tuned into my shows before, welcome back. I'm glad that I haven't scared you off yet. And if you haven't, let me tell you a little bit about who I am and what I do. I am the owner of Tucson Ghost Company out here in good old Tucson, Arizona, and uh, I run ghost tours, ghost hunting events, and special events with different companies. I also have a paranormal team called Tucson Ghost Society, where I go and help people in need and work with businesses and all that lovely stuff. And I decided to get back into podcasting. I used to do a podcast back in the day. And I decided to go ahead and get back into it with everything under the moon. My last podcast was called Mysteries Explained. But the problem with that is I focused on more than just the paranormal. So I decided to do a show where I could do both. Where I could go ahead and talk about just any old thing I wanted to. And then I could also talk about the paranormal. So the first hour of my show, that's what I do. I just talk about everything under the moon. The second hour, I will talk about the paranormal. So if you get bored in the first hour, I'm sorry. But hopefully you won't. Hopefully everything will be great. So I want to say one thing real quick. Tonight's show I am dedicating to um, 
not someone, but a puppy. Um, he wasn't really a puppy anymore, but my dog, Teddy, um, I just had to put him down yesterday. So yesterday was very rough and very sad, but I want to dedicate today's show to Teddy and, uh, keep his thought alive. He was 15 years old, so he lived a really good life and we had him for most of his life. He grew up with my daughters, so it was very difficult, but animals are the best. And I just, you know have to put that out there and we do have a chat and if you can get into the chat that's great I am trying I always have problems with the chat for some reason but I will get in there I promise Uh, I figured it out the other day on my phone so I guess that's why I will access it again is on my phone but tonight we have a guest and I'm going to go ahead and introduce her I actually know her and I've actually worked with her Uh, She was featured on one of the episodes of Dead Files, which we will get to in the second uh, hour of the show. But Mercedes, hi. Hi there. What a great intro to your new show. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. uh, I'm sorry about your dog. I'm sorry about Teddy. It's hard to, you know, put down an animal and do all that. But, you know, he was old. And it wasn't fair to keep him going just so we could, you know, stick him out, stick him, you know, stick out with him, you know, type thing. Um, Yeah, I I saw that he was getting really, really, really sick, not doing so good. So it's, it's, you know, it's a a good choice. It's a hard choice, though, you know, it's one of those things to where we didn't really want to do it but at the same time looking at him you could tell he was in pain and he was suffering and it just it didn't seem fair to him you know just because we didn't want to say goodbye right and you know I am a as you know because you've been to my house I'm a huge animal lover you know and I know you are too because you have a ton of animals yeah I just I hate to see animals suffer you know we adopted a dog in the past because of the fact that the dog was abused by its previous owner and I just I hate I hate that you know I hate to see animals suffering I hate animal cruelty all that stuff I can't stand and to me an animal is like your best friend you know they're they're so there for you you know they don't give it a second thought you know and I don't know. I just love animals. I always have, and I always will. And I swear sometimes I would rather be around animals than anything else. <laughs> I, I, I know that, uh, I feel the exact same way that you do. I know that we are sisters in that, in the way, the way we think about the animals. So I hear you on that. And, um, I agree. That's why I surround myself with so many out here that I have them all day as company, you know? Yeah. So, it's a lot easier than dealing with some other things in this world today that's for sure it really is it really is um I was even thinking about doing a 503 c 501 c3 or something so where we could have you know an official rescue center since we're really (laughs) since we rescue so many already you know so that that would be kind of taking it up a, a little bit to another level but um you know the there's so many that animals that need our help. Yeah. People like you and I are the ones, plus all the others that are like us. You know, we um, 
we're always trying to help them. So I, I thank you for that. I thank you for being that way. Oh, thank I you. Do. Yeah. I, you know, I'm raising my kids to really love animals too. And uh, my youngest daughter, Bailey, um, she actually just turned 11 um, this past Saturday. Um, Happy birthday, Bailey. Yeah. I, I have two of my girls with birthdays in April. I swear April's an insane month for birthdays. Um, Cause my one daughter, Aubrey, her birthday's April 11th. And then I have my mom on April 20th and my best friend on like April 27th. And then my oh. on April 30th. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, too many birthdays to keep track of. And then I think, <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And then I think, Oh, I'm going to get a break in May, but no, I don't. Then I have my stepdaughter Savannah's birthday in May. And <laughs> a really good friend of mine at the end of May. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I don't get a break until June. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but my, my youngest daughter, Bailey, um, you know, she grew up with all kinds of animals because of me, you know, she's been raised around them. And I swear ever since she's been able to talk, she, she's wanted to be a vet. That's what she is bound and determined to do is be a vet. And she wants to work with animals. That's like her major goal. And she's so specific about it. She says she wants to be a vet at Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. <laughs> because of those who don't know, I am a huge, huge Disney person. So the fact that, you know, she got the love of Disney from me and the love of animals, she's bound and determined it's going to be at Animal Kingdom at Disney World that she works at. Well, let's hope by that time, Disney will be all straightened out by then and be back to more of the old school Disney. Yes. I hope. Yes. The, the, the one that envisioned, I swear yeah. Walt is freaking rolling in his grave at some of their decisions lately, but uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, I, I loved the vision Walt had when he opened up Disneyland. You know, he, he had that vision of families coming together, you know, enjoying a day at a park, you know, and, and I, I love that vision. And, you know, I love Disney because of the fact that, you know, it is a family place. I've taken my girls to other amusement parks and they just don't have that yeah. magic. It's you know? true that it really is a special place. Yeah. It is. You know, and, you know, especially a lot of amusement parks are, and I was raised like this, so I, I get it. it. It's the thrill. Like I was raised in Ohio and I would go to Cedar Point every summer and Cedar Point is a thrill park. So luckily, I mean, I don't know what happened, but luckily when I was younger, I was tall for my age. <laughs> I'm not tall. <laughs> when, when I was younger, I was tall for my age. And then all of a sudden I just stopped growing, but <laughs> I was able to get on like major roller coasters at like the age of five. And of course, yeah. height requirements were a bit different back then too, of course, but you know, nowadays it's like if I take my kids I mean now they're tall enough but when we went back to Ohio about six years ago you know my kids were still little and there's a ton of rides that they couldn't do so it was like we either skip their major rides and stay all day in the kitty park or we separate as a family and we go do our thing and they do you know their thing with grandma and it just it's not as magical, you know, Disney, you get to stay together. You get to ride all these rides together. You know, there's 
a few rides that have that height requirement, but they're not like major height requirements. And right. there's still a lot to see. And then you can go and hug Mickey Mouse. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really huge on that Disney, you know, family thing. Because when I go on vacations, I want to spend it with my family. Not, I'm over here on that roller coaster and they're over here on the kitty ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I have that love for Disney because it, it's that family thing and you can do those things as a family and on you know every other place I've been to it just it doesn't feel the same after Disney <laughs> it, it's like you separate you know they separate you and until your kids are older but by that time your kids are older and they don't want anything to do with you so <laughs> right <laughs> and you're like you still got a couple of you're, they're still little some of them so you still got a little bit of time. Well, you know, because that's what I find really funny about, you know, like places like Cedar Point, you know, by the time they can get on all the rides, they're, you know, teenagers and teenagers don't want to be, you know, with their parents at an amusement park going on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I, I think I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old and we would go to Cedar Point and my mom would be like, meet me back here at, you know, whatever time for dinner, you know? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> hung out with my mom after I turned a certain age right you know but that, that's why you know I have that little love for Disney is because you know it's family oriented and we can stay together and do all that stuff together and luckily my kids love that too and you know we get to have fun with that did you guys ever have six flags where, where I come from in Dallas that's what we had we didn't have Disney I remember when I was a kid, I got to go to Disneyland with my mom, but I didn't actually go to Disneyland until I was an adult later, <coughs> but we always, excuse me, we always had Six Flags, Yeah, so that was, was um, there was a Six Flags in Ohio, um, <coughs> but Cedar Fair, who owns Cedar Point, actually took over the Six Flags, so they own pretty much, I think, every amusement park in Ohio now. Um, I wow. Went Six Flags up in, well, I, I've been to Magic Mountain a long, long time ago in LA. And then um, about four or five years ago, we did a trip throughout California. And our first stop was San Diego. Then we drove up to San Francisco and then down to Hollywood. Um, but up in San Francisco area, um, there's a Six Flags up there. And we went, it's like a half an hour from San Francisco. And we went to that Six Flags and we were actually so disappointed. Half the rides were closed down. Um, some of the rides, you know, my daughter Bailey still couldn't get on. Um, they had like a little zoo area with it. And I felt so bad for the animals. <coughs> they looked neglected. Oh, I was just like, okay, I miss my Disney. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. So I don't know. <laughs> All right, so why don't we go to my lovely jar of questions and let ah. me, yeah, these are random questions. I got input from team members and friends on different questions that they thought would be interesting to ask. There's about 30 of them in here <laughs> and I just pick random ones. Okay. And we don't get to all 30, trust me, that would take the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here is the first one. I feel uh, like I'm on a game show. I know you should. <laughs> 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 wrong answer, by the way. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So 
so I'm nervous. You, if you could talk to anyone dead or alive, so it doesn't oh, matter someone alive, okay. who okay. would it be? Anyone. Oh, anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Yes. Oh, well, you know, the first person that comes into my head is my mom. Uh, and she's passed over. Um, so, you know, if I could speak to somebody again, it would be my mom. Just, I, you know, and I've seen her in spirit and I've communicated with her in spirit. But um, if I could speak to, to my mom again, that would be my ultimate um you know, I just love my mom so much. So it makes me want to cry. So it would be my mom. <laughs> but you know who else I would love? It would be um, John Denver and Andy Griffith and, and like people like John Denver I loved. And then Andy Griffith and Barney oh, yeah. and all them. <laughs> they all passed on. I would love to talk to those guys. Uh, so so those kind of people would be wonderful to talk to. But my mom would be first. Okay. Well, I completely understand that. And and just um, so people out there who are listening, you know, love the people who are around you, love your animals, love everyone that's around you right now, because you never know if tomorrow's promised. Exactly. So, yeah, my mom was totally fine. And she, she was, uh, you know, and then when one week and then it, it was, it was like my mom's in the hospital and, and then, you know, within days she's gone. I was there for her last breath. So, yeah, I totally believe that we need to love each other as much as possible and not take each other for granted. And it's, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to do it, but yeah. it really does. It does happen awfully quick sometimes. And you really regret that time you missed. Yeah, definitely. All right. So here, here's a question. And okay. um, being that we're friends on Facebook, I, I, I saw you mentioning something and I'll, I'll get to this in a moment, but um, the last thing you ate and uh, had to drink. And I saw on Facebook <laughs> you a dinner for your husband because he got some type of contract. So what did you make for dinner? Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, he likes barbecue. And so I, I, you know, I don't eat that much meat or, you know, cause because of the animals, but I did barbecue chicken, um, really quickly <laughs> started at three and I was like trying to get all this stuff done and, you know, get all that done for him. And uh, we're going to eat dinner afterwards, but I, I didn't eat any of it. And then I'm looking at my poor little chickens down below and I'm like, I'm not going to eat your sofa. I feel so guilty if I have to do the barbecuing. But um, what I actually had for my dinner, for my meal today was um, a healthy meal. I'm on Weight Watchers and I had this delicious um, green beans and I had some beans and a guacamole. And it was just this delicious, really healthy meal. Uh, that's what I had my last meal was a really good one okay. <laughs> Did I, am I passing all the questions oh yeah and so Joe he got um he got this awesome uh, contract with the to do these beautiful trees which I love trees so he's going to design all these amazing trees for Christmas <gasps> there so he'll it'll be like this huge light deal when he's the, like the guy making all the trees and 
it's really, really exciting in the desert. What is it called? The Tucson Botanical Gardens. And I guess there's going to be like a big, like he's going to make big giant ornaments with like a star and they'll all be a lit up. I've never gone there at night before to see the lights. Have you ever done that? It's kind of like when you guys go to the zoo, I know I've gone to the zoo lights. Yeah, we've done the zoo lights and, um, oh gosh, that one year they had that carnival thing here. I can't remember what they called it, but it was like a carnival and lights. And we did that one year and we've done the zoo lights. And then we also, um, I think that's it here in town. Yeah. Well, this year you can go to this one. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Mundo. Well, there we go. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that place and I've been there once during the day when they had um some type of butterfly thing one time. Oh yeah. They have the butterfly event. Yeah. With all and- the butterflies. Yeah, and I did that once, and that was years and years ago, though. I mean, I think my oldest was a little girl when I went there the last time. Yeah. So a while. So. Well, cool. Yeah. So, so here's a question. Okay. Question number three, or is this question number three or question number four? Question number three. I had a count. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I do know how to count. I had a count. <laughs> All right. So the next question, and, and this is interesting because of the fact that, you know, and, and we'll talk about this later, but you have been on a TV show, um, part of a TV show. Yes. But if they were to make a movie about your life, who would, what actor or actress would you want to play you in the movie? Oh my God. I don't know. Oh my Lord. I've often thought about that because I know that they were thinking about having us for this, uh, the haunting episode. And um, it was during pandemic. So I don't, it was, I, so I don't know if that's going to actually come into fruition or not, but maybe who knows, but I thought, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be so self-conscious. I hate to admit it. I don't know who I'd what. Let's see. I don't know. Let's see. Gosh, I don't know. You know, you know who I do love though is um who do I love? It's that Drew Barrymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that she's got like um like a long kind of the same kind of hair like I have right now. And I thought I always like Drew Barrymore. And I think she would be really good, even though she may, I don't know, she can do scary, uh, but I would, if I, if I chose an actress, I like, I really like her. Okay. I don't know if that she looks, she doesn't look like me, I guess, but <laughs> I like her. <laughs> and, and what kind of movie do you think this would be? Oh, if I, if I had it, well, um, if I had a movie, yeah. well, since I'm always thinking about, oh, we're going to create a documentary. I'm creating a documentary eventually I've got getting it all ready but um you know it's kind of like having our own little thing if I was to do a movie I guess it'd just be about all the crazy things in my life so it'd just be a life a life movie you know of all the different things that um I've gone through is is am I missing the question no is it like if I wanted a if I wanted a comedy movie or drama well it's basically based on your life do you think your life's been a comedy uh no (laughs) (laughs) I think it's been a dramatic 
um, amazing, magical, um, um, up and down ride as a actress, singer shows and then into this car accident and then into this other therapy. And then all of a sudden, you know, having the spiritual gifts given to me. So I think it's been a really magical, dramatical ride. Uh, that would be <laughs> with a positive ending. <laughs> that's what we all want is a positive ending. That's for sure. Yeah. A year ago, I would say it would have been a, like a detrimental, scary ending, you know, with a, like a, on Halloween part two or something like, <laughs> uh oh, there's, there's the bad guy, you know, you know, he's going to come back. So it feels better. It feels more like a happy ending now. But like, you know, not like that, but like a happy <laughs> Disney ending, you know, a good Disney, the Walt, the old fashioned Walt the Disney old ending. Vision, yeah, the old vision yeah. of things. Yeah. 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 Don't we wish <coughs> that things were more like that? I mean, nowadays they don't even always give happy endings to movies. That's so sad. It's like I know. I a movie and I want to see a happy ending. That's what I want. <laughs> I know, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite movies that I saw, I guess, right when the pandemic started, I think it was, uh, is that Mary Poppins, and it was that Mary Poppins, and it was like, uh, I just loved that movie so much, I went, I probably went 30 times to see that movie while it was in the theater, that's how much, it just brought me so much joy in the music, it's a musical, and I, I just, found myself so happy in that movie <laughs> and it had you know it had had that Disney you know thing where they went off into the you know the characters and the, it was it was that was a happy place for me that that particular movie it was a happy happy place yeah yep. <laughs> have you seen that one have, have you I seen what? have you seen that one I, I've I'm Disney. I've seen pretty much all Disney. <laughs> okay, so you did see the Mary Poppins one I'm talking about. I've seen the original and I've seen the remake. Okay, good. All right. I've seen them both. And I think I actually own them both. <laughs> and then I saw the movie about them making Mary Poppins called Saving Mr. Banks. Well, oh my gosh. Oh, that is a tear jerker. Oh, that movie got me. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, we had date night and went and saw saving Mr. Banks. That was pretty dramatic, wasn't it? Didn't you think? (laughs) What a dramatic movie. I was not expecting that movie when it I had no idea what it was going to be about. And I I was I was so it was so good. That was a really great movie. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, it's a movie and you know, talking about Walt, I gotta go see it. I know. <laughs> la la la. Well, it was really, really a beautifully done movie. And um also I absolutely loved to know about that. The the stories behind all of I mean, all of the stories behind that's you know, my whole deal is about like you. I love to find what is the mystery, what happened, what what made this be. And so I loved to know about all of that, just like even a Mr. Rogers neighborhood, you know, finding all these movies that have come out. I've learned so much about him and, and what made him. And I love stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's like really exciting type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's like me. It's like, I, I'm always, I have mixed feelings about certain things though, because 
I'm one of those people that I want to know how things work. I'm not, I'm technically challenged. I'll admit that that is like my first thing I'll admit. Technology hates me, but <laughs> I, I love knowing how things like work. Like I'm fascinated with, you know, different things. Like when I go to Disneyland, it's like, how does this ride work? How do they do that? And there's like this huge part of me that wants to know. And then there's this part of me that goes, I don't want to ruin the magic. I don't want to know. <laughs> right. It's like, but I, right. you, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like when you go to in those rides and you're in that magical, like teacup or wherever, you know, wherever we're at the last time at one time I went, I think the Indiana Jones thing was going on. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago, but they had that ride. Uh-huh. And um, it was like, I loved it. I just loved being in that adventure. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow, this is so cool. I love those rides and just like, but I did. I always like, how do they do that? What are those, uh-huh. where are those puppets? What do they make? You know, like, <laughs> I, was, I do the same thing. What's yeah. under the water we're driving on? <laughs> you know, how, how do they do that? And, you know, and Disney is like one that they're like always like the first to put, you know, this technology to work and to, you know, do the first things of this and that. And I always found that so amazing. And on eBay one time I found um, like a, a ride, like pamphlet of the Haunted Mansion. And it like literally breaks down like how the little, you know, ride thing works and the different sections and what the cast members are supposed to do. And, you know, this happens and this happens. And I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. Um, Wow, that is cool. I love the Haunted Mansion one. I I love the Haunted Mansion, of course. (laughs) Of course. course. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's so funny because I went to Disney World last year because of the fact that Disneyland stayed closed longer um, because of the California rules compared to Florida. And uh, when going to Disney World, we still went during the pandemic. So, you know, COVID was still going on. Luckily, we didn't have to wear masks outdoors because I think I would have died. Oh, <laughs> right. I remember when you guys went. The heat, oh my God, in Florida and trying to have a mask on. I, I, I get headaches wearing masks anyway, but it, oh, thank God I didn't have to wear it outdoors. But right. they didn't have like um, the pre-shows going because, you know, they were just, you know, moving the lines along and stuff like that. And so <coughs> in the Haunted Mansion, they have the stretching elevator or the stretching oh. room, whatever you want to call it. Oh, and yeah, yeah. In Disneyland, you know, I've never walked through that ride. You know, I've always gotten in that elevator, always watched it stretch. And at Disney World, just walked right through it's not even an elevator it's literally not an elevator that like totally ruined the match oh man it's totally different it's just a total room it's not an elevator nothing and they just had it stretched out and you walked right through it and I was like this 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 is the elevator oh <laughs> <laughs> like, no and that like totally crushed it for me <laughs> Oh, and the same with Tower of Terror. <laughs> you know, they, you're supposed to get in the little library and blah blah. It was just completely walked through it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, the Tower of Terror was so terif- terrifying oh, to me. It was the, it was so terrifying? It really was. <laughs> See, in Disneyland, they um they used to have the Tower. Well, California Adventure, but you know, I call it Disneyland. 
um they used to have the tower of terror but they switched it to guardians of the galaxy oh and um it's the same ride except it's based on guardians of the galaxy movie and i was so upset because i was like no it's tower of terror it's tower of terror and um, (laughs) i went on it the first time as guardians and i was like i love it oh cool (laughs) Um, they they do um have you ever seen guardians of the galaxy yes okay they did um they have a scene with baby Groot, and i'm just like oh my god look at baby Groot! he's so cute (laughs) (laughs) and then they like play like the 80s music (coughs) while the ride's going and there's nothing better than 80s music of course (laughs) right that that had such great music in that show it really did yeah and yeah it was it's just so fun and now they have the whole Avengers campus that I cannot wait to see I am so excited to go see that this summer I I, you know my family we're completely Disney so you know we we love Marvel you know those movies we you know we love the original Disney and then I'm not a huge Star Wars person but um Bailey is my husband is so Galaxy Edge is this huge thing with them and we were actually at Galaxy Edge the week it opened and i I never heard of galaxy edge is that an amusement star wars inside of disneyland it's like this little land in disneyland and it's all oh wow and i'm not a huge star wars fan and i know a lot of people out there are i don't despise it i'm just not majorly into it and right there the week it opened and we were, you know, probably like the third or fourth group that ever got to go into it type thing. And I walked into that land and I was in awe. It was just like, you literally felt like you went to a galaxy far away. It's just the, the details Disney puts into these different things. It amazes me. Well, that's really cool. So that it's like, you're like in the Star Wars yeah, You're like completely land. in you know the star wars you know error and all that stuff and they'll even have like r2d2 walking around and it's just it's amazing you know what i love i love that the the part you know where it's like the the castle you know mm-hmm. and like oh, where the cinderella would be and uh, all those areas you know of the old movies mm-hmm. i remember that so i'm like visualizing it right now how cool that was oh in the pirate oh, one yes, the pirate. there's like a pirate one i love that pirates one. of the caribbean yes yeah poor guy i'm so like oh, oh, the- <laughs> i was watching some of this yeah. funny depth today and i'm like ah yeah. <laughs> it's like oh that yeah I, i'm thing. team johnny that's for sure <laughs> i'm team johnny i'm like please fry her <laughs> in the frying pan well you know and, and- I, I think one thing that people assume is that domestic violence can only go one direction. It can only go, you know, women can only be abused, but that's not true. It can be both. Oh, you know, it, it's definitely uh, uh, both. There's and boy, it's like to me that is like clear. I mean, it's we've already got the evidence. I know we probably shouldn't be talking about all of it, but um yeah (laughs) you know and I feel bad for him I do even though he's a very wealthy man he's had so much all of his life but you know I I can see that that's you know that stuff isn't everything 
if you're not happy or somebody's mean like that, it just ruins your whole life. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, what makes me really upset is women that claim domestic violence when they weren't part of that because of the, oh my gosh, no, it is the real thing. And I know I've been through things, you know, and I'm not very public about some of the stuff I've been through in my life, but it would make me so mad to have someone claim to be abused that truly wasn't. Exactly. You know, exactly. Cause it, it's already hard enough on people, you know, that have to go through that anyway. Mm-hmm. And then to have somebody just faking it, faking it all. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, but it looks like she's faking it on the stand. Oh my God. I, you know, I don't even, I did not watch. I didn't know who she was when all this started. Cause I have never seen that movie or any of the movies that she's in. So um, I'm just like, Oh, that's that person I think was an Aquaman, but she's terrible. Like that. I just, I just, absolutely cannot stand her (laughs) so I'm like I'll never ever watch one of her movies ever 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 yeah that ever one thing that I am upset about is the fact that there's going to be no more pirates with Johnny that makes me so sad I mean I'm not like this huge like Johnny Depp fan I'm not like you know I don't watch every single one of his movies but I love 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 captain jack sparrow i love that i know he brought that character to life so much and he just i mean everyone knows who captain jack sparrow is and yeah I, I i always looked forward to more and more pirate movies and then to find out that there's going to be no more pirate movies with jack sparrow i'm like i will never watch another pirate movie i will I not do it it's like we're um no i don't think so but you know what hopefully he will create another, uh, you know, absolutely wonderful character next someday that we'll all love again as much as we love Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I just, I, I have this thing about pirates anyway. So, <laughs> well, you know, I have that. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed that I have the pirate tattoo on my one wrist. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, You're a, a pirate. I have a pirate one on my right, and then I have a ghost and alien on my left. So <laughs> it's just a little. You need like a little Disney thing too. I do. Yes. I have a Disney ankle. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, I have a right. Donald Duck, Stitch, Mickey Mouse, and uh, oh, I have a little <laughs> uh, the little symbol uh, symbol that they use for Simba in The Lion King. And, oh yeah. And the reason why I have that one is because I have a cat named Simba. So my kids were like, you have to get a Simba, you know, tattoo because we have a cat named Simba. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> and then I also have Beauty and the Beast on my back. Um because my husband has a matching Beauty and the Beast. So Aww. mine says Will's Beauty. And sooner or later he's supposed to get uh my name that says Becky's Beast, but right now he just has the Beauty and the Beast one. <laughs> So yeah, I have several Disney tattoos and uh, then I have a dolphin tattoo. So, oh, good. Okay. I like dolphins. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm covered in tattoos actually. <laughs> Not from my school, <laughs> but I have enough. That's for sure. <laughs> I have a spiritual warrior one that I created on my left arm or my left. Yeah. So it's like a, it's my spiritual warrior uh tattoo and then the other one I have is um 
it says, I love you. Thank you. So then the other side is, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. So I have, I love you and thank you on one side of my foot, but I need to put, now I'm ready to do, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me on the other. So it's Ho'oponopono. Um, those are the four things that can really change a person's life. So actually, I'm ready for the other side. Thank you. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hurt, though. So I don't know if I'm too, you know, happy to. I'm okay if I don't get it for a while. You know, well, tattoos are addicting. They really are, in, in my opinion. It's like once you have one, you like you have no problems wanting more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know a really, oh, you probably know somebody. I know a really good lady that does that too. So, um, so Ohio, I forgot that you were from Ohio. I know a lot of people in Ohio. Do you still have family there? Yes, I do. I have, um, I have cousins there, um, mainly cousins, actually. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful state. I love the green. I love yeah. the water. That is one thing I hate about Arizona is no green or water. Yeah, uh, no green, no water. Yeah, and I and I love um, that. It's like I, I miss the water. My my heart belongs to the water. I don't really swim in the ocean or anything, but you know, I, I love water and I love watching it. It's like so relaxing. You know, it is. Sit and they, they do they have a lot of rivers too i would say i would think they would have rivers and oh, ponds and oh gosh it's so green and water everywhere you look um the amusement park i was talking about earlier cedar point that was on lake erie so you would be on a roller coaster and you see water surrounding you wow um, you know we've got the water up you know if you go up to the white mountains and sedona and you know, that's where we get some green and um, I wouldn't mind living there, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so we'll go that way. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I love the green. And that's why I always try to have, so I have so many trees here. And so I've really gone crazy this, this spring to plant, plant things, but you know, it's, it's the green. I need my trees. I need that to make me feel like spiritually I don't know, like, it feel it gives me a um, peace to have the trees and the plants here. Yeah, the only thing that keeps me from going back to Ohio is the cold. I don't like cold anymore. Yeah, I, I, I bet it is cold there, huh? When, when you get, like, a week, you know, several days in a row of, you know, below zero temps, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I actually lived in Rockville, uh, Rockville, Maryland, right by or Gaithersburg, Maryland, um, for I think we were there a little over two years, and I love this. Is my first real like snow, like really major snow, where we built a snowman, but it it did get very difficult. I seems like I I kind of became one of those people that got depressed and you know back then I, I think I was very I was always very emotional anyway so I think I got uh, the, there wasn't a lot of sunlight every day it was like cloudy every day and being from Dallas Texas you have seasons and it's like sunny all the time or you know but there I felt like it was like um, cloudy and kind of dark and dank about 
eight to nine months out of the year. <laughs> and I, I was like, I had a hard time living in that place, you know, being that I've been out in Arizona for so long, it's like, if it hits below like 60, I'm freezing. So, <laughs> oh, you, oh, that's right. Cause when you came over here, the one night, I think you were cold or, or was it, you were just too warm. I can't remember. There Probably was some different. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. There's like cold. We've had, you've been here so many, three times, I think, and it's been different temperatures each yeah. time, you know, it's kind of been yeah, odd. I, I don't <laughs> do cold very well. And, you know, I, I don't like the hundred degree weather either, but I just, I, like I said, if it's below 60, I can't handle it. So I could never move back to Toledo because of the fact that I would not be able to handle the below zero temps. There's no way. No, if you can't handle under 60, good Lord. (laughs) I'm thankful for days that are under 60, which we get like how many, a few this year. This winter was very mild. um, Oh my gosh. What winter. Yeah. You know, we never turned our heater on because I I remember that time you guys had lost your heater or something, but we don't have a heater. We use those floor um, heaters Mm -hmm. and we don't have central heat and I never turned it on the whole, um, whole summer. I didn't turn it on like all day. So you're in the right spot because it won't get below zero. Yeah. I, and, and I, I, I would freeze to death, you know, and my kids, you know, being raised here, it's so funny. They're the same way, you know, if it gets below 60, they're like, it's too cold. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> to Ohio, that's for sure. <laughs> we, and then, you know, they put the winter clothes, I guess every place does that, but it's like, they start putting the winter clothes in, in the summer. I know. And I'm like, why do we even have winter clothes here? Because we don't really use them I guess I don't know do you think that's weird when they do that here what I find so funny about out here is it's like the winter clothes will come out in like July yeah and then by like because our coldest month out here seemed to be January February and and when you're looking for the winter clothes they have out bikinis (laughs) I know it I agree it's like okay (laughs) What in the world? I mean, like, I don't get it because <laughs> I'm like, unless they have the winter clothes for the people that are going to go to Mount Lemon or they're going to go to Flagstaff or something, then maybe they have the winter clothes for them. It's just kind of odd. I find it hilarious because it's like, I'll finally say, okay, I, I need a sweater or a hat or whatever. <laughs> and, I go to look and it's like bikinis. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to help. <clears throat> Oh, that's so funny because I'll do like, okay, I've got to go buy a sweater. And I'm like, there's no sweaters. I so am like that too. I know when it gets cold or when it gets warm, it's when Joe is on. He usually wears shorts all the time, you know, with his work. And then all of a sudden you see him in jeans or pants. And I'm like, he looks so weird to me because he all of a sudden he's wearing like pants. So I'm like, Oh, it must be winter. It must be cold outside. Joe's got his, his blue jeans on. Uh, I'm a flip-flop girl. I love wearing flip-flops and I will wear them as long as possible. And then once it gets to where my feet are freezing, I'm hating the weather. I'm like, I hate this weather because I have to be in tennis shoes. It's not the sweaters that I mind. It's the freaking tennis shoes. I hate tennis shoes. 
Yeah, because then you got your feet are going to be warm mm-hmm. instead of having your sandals on. Yeah. We are so spoiled, aren't we? Because we're so used to all this. Uh, yeah, we are very not freezing with our weather. That is for <laughs> sure. We. I know now that I I'm you know have different. Uh, shows that I'm kind of hanging hanging with or working with so I'm getting a lot of people from you know other parts of the world and or the United States and oh my goodness these people were literally snowed in I mean I think they just got unsnowed like a couple of weeks ago did you notice how a lot of these people were still in the snow And we're like, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I feel so, I think I, I don't know if I feel bad for them because I wish I was there, you know, in the snow, but um, I don't know how long I'd actually last, but I would love it to to do that and have the snow in the winter. But about Arizona, if we do want snow, we can go up to a mountain or go to Flagstaff or something like that. We definitely can. You definitely can go up. Over there, because they definitely have we it. We went to um that Santa's workshop thing, and uh, I forget what it's called, but we went up to it in Flagstaff one Christmas, uh, one Christmas, and it oh. snowed while we were there. And oh, it was so wow. beautiful! And it was, you know, everything was so pretty. But I was so happy to come back to the warmth. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so neat. I didn't know they had a Santa's work. So my experience, this is the coolest one, was we went on our anniversary, got married in February. So in Sedona, and then every year for three years, we went to back to Sedona around that week. And I think it was the third one when we went and it was, we were only going to stay, we got a cabin. We're only going to stay like two days because it's expensive, but we got snowed in. We got a blizzard. So I was in the blizzard. So while we were there, I guess we had an ice storm here in Tucson. But so you might've been here then when there was an ice storm a couple of years ago, but we were snowed in and Sedona was closed down literally. And we were on the highway. We were right off the highway and it was completely snow and ice. And we were walking on like what is normally a busy highway. And it was like winter wonderland. You'll see them on Facebook every year because it comes back as my memory of Joe and I, and he took me there so I could sing for my singing to sing into the mountains. And so he literally went with me and Lulu and we trekked up in the snow with my guitar on my back and we we made sure in the freezing snow that he he made me let me sing it to the mountain (laughs) but it was it was like a fairy tale iceland kind of thing and um it was like one of probably i think let's see we had we had some paranormal stuff occur that was terrible at the same time it was so beautiful but we had some really crazy paranormal activity that came or was there with us at that time and but um but I remember the some of the moments were just just magical like that to be in Sedona and then all of a sudden nobody there was no traffic anywhere all the streets were closed everything was closed Becky seriously the whole town was closed it was crazy. It was a neat. Yeah, I, I think that's funny how like out here if we get snow, things close down. You know, back yeah. east if they get snow, it's <laughs> a blizzard, and you're still expected to go to work. You know, 
exactly that was like we're like wow everybody's closed yeah. I okay that's so funny but so, i remember i, I lived yeah. in ohio when they did have a really bad blizzard though and things did shut down because you couldn't get anywhere and my aunt i, I grew up in a different type of household i was living with my grandma my grandpa my mom and my aunt so i had a different type of upbringing okay my aunt worked at a hospital um she was like a nurse's aide type thing um back then they had like a certain name for it but it was like a nurse's aide and she was at work when the blizzard happened and she got stuck at the hospital she literally had to spend like two days at the hospital they had to make like beds for the staff and stuff and she was stuck. Wow. And I remember that because, you know, I remember her calling home saying, I can't come home. <laughs> wow. You know, it's just, and I know that those in those areas, like they just have um, so much that can, I mean, we can have fires and things like that. God bless. We don't hope played my council clear, but um, you know, I knew a friend that recently, I guess they had that whole kind of a, the tornado got you know hit their area and you know everything was gone off you know they didn't have food I'm like wow that was like three weeks Becky it's like three weeks that they didn't have anything and I'm like wow we need to prepare that was like last year so just you never know so I think <laughs> you don't know if you can come home from like like your aunt she was stuck there you know yeah wow you know things weather you know is a crazy thing and mother nature you don't want to mess with mother nature you don't want to make her mad (laughs) yeah and I totally believe now after watching uh, the Kev Baker show and and learning about different things with the weather you know that they have ways you know and even they've admitted now that they they can change the weather they can make it rain this place or that place you know, they're saying they're letting the information out. So I'm like, okay, so you're just letting this information out now that, oh, we can make it rain. So like, what have you been doing for 10 years? Have you been messing with the weather? Like, you know, how long have they been experimenting with the weather is, is always a question I'm going to ask, like what, who is is somebody messing with the weather now? You know, just never know. Just never know. It's something under the moon. Everything under the moon. Here we're talking about. Yep. I just uh, gotta be careful with things. I swear. Well, why don't we get in one more question here, and then I'll probably be a uh, break time here. I just need to make sure that we're ready to go. But um, so the question. Oh, we were talking about this kind of earlier. Um, if you could own any animal, what <gasps> oh. animal would you own? Oh my goodness. Oh, (laughs) if I could own any animal, what animal would I own? Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. This one's a tough one. Um, but okay. There's one that I truly would love right now. And that's like a little mini horse, a mini horse or a mini donkey or a pony. Um, that's like something I really wanted for a long time. So, or a unicorn. Could I, is that, could I be on my list? <laughs> <have anything> <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You know, I love all of the animals, but um, one thing I would love to have because I have so many is um, a little a little mini horse. I think they're just so adorable and I would love one of those. And, um, you know, there's, I would love all of them. I love bears. I love elephants, but I don't know if I could take care of them. So <laughs> I think a mini horse, I will put that on my list or a little pony. A little pony. And what, animals, <laughs> well, I know this, but our audience uh, won't know this. What animals do you own now? Ah, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I put that on there. I think there's 17 <laughs> that we have. So there's three horses. All of them are elders and, and pretty much rescue horse. Yeah, they're rescue horses. And we have three goats, three girl goats. And we have four chickens. We have many dogs, like five. One, two, three, four, six, five. One dog goes back and forth. They have, it's a mom and she had puppy, a puppy. And so they live next door and she, my dog goes, they, they're mom and daughter. So they go back and forth <laughs> between the two households. It's so cute. But first I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know if I like this or not, but now I'm like, okay, they've made, they have made a choice to, to be together as mom and daughter. So it's really sweet. So there's a lot of animals. Let's see. And then we've got all the animals outside the bunny rabbits and, and that, the Oh, we have the tortoise, and then we have a, a water, like a, a water tort, a water turtle, and a tortoise from the desert uh, that, that we rescued from the desert museum. So there's quite a lot of animals. It feels like I've left somebody out, but I think that's all of them. Yeah, you're like me. I I'm huge. I saw the other day on your Facebook that you had a baby bunny, and I was like, I'm so jealous. I know. Oh, I know it. That was so, and luckily the baby bunny was not hurt. So the cat, uh, luckily the cats are getting a little older before it was like a terrible, terrible thing. What it was horrible, but she, he just comes in. I saw him like gun right through the dog door with a baby bunny. Like they're going to go do whatever. And then they'll just play with it and watch it. You know, it's just terrible what happened. So we try to catch them and save and rescue as many as possible. And we usually do a 90% rescue, I think. So then this little guy was just fine. And you saw it and he was, they're so sweet, Becky. I've been like, I can't believe how you can just pick up a wild animal. And they just are so loving and sweet like these little bunnies. So then luckily we were able to put it, um, I guess the bunny family was underneath the red, the red cabin that I was telling you that Mm -hmm. I believe is, got a spirit in there right now uh, a trickster but the all the little bunnies are their baby bunnies under there so I put it back Kristen put it back with his family they're so cute he's doing good yes I saw him the other day and I'm like there's that bunny and he stopped and he I think he heard like my voice because he noticed that when I was talking to it and then it ran under the house yeah but you're like yeah you love animals and it's like I saw that little baby bunny and I'm like oh I want a baby bunny (laughs) you know what you and baby bunnies I've had a house pets that were bunny baby bunnies I mean bunnies that have our pets so literally they really make great pets in your house they do eat the cords sometimes but (laughs) they uh you know yes you got to watch that but they 
you guys could definitely get a bunny yeah, we've had, if your dogs would yeah, do it. We've had bunnies. We've had everything you can think of that's been legal. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you had all those uh, animals. Like you don't have as many no, animals as you down. do now. We cut uh, you down did. a lot because it was getting more expensive to take care of the animals and, than us. So it, something had to give. Um, unfortunately, I would literally own a zoo if I could, but unfortunately, I can't. But all right, so it is break time. So what we are going to do is take a little bit of a break and then we will be back and we will go ahead and touch on that paranormal stuff. Okay, sounds good. All right, everyone, stay tuned for the next hour of Everything Under the Moon. Are you looking for web design, press releases, blog posts, product descriptions, academic writing to cheat in class, social media marketing, and even logo design? Don't worry, there's a lot more, but I'm not going to list them right here. You need to visit Arden Marketing Enterprises at arden-ent.com. That's A-R-D-E-N-E-N-T.com. Or if you would like to speak personally to the owner of Arden Marketing Enterprises, call Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Again, Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Get on it. Are you bothered by those blood-sucking, seductive jerk faces? New by Churchies comes Vamp Away. Tired of not being able to go outside at night? Tired of waking up with puncture holes in your neck before a meeting causing talk amongst your peers? Tired of waking up in a strange place not knowing where you are? Get your 24-ounce spray bottle of Savior. Blessed by the local clergy, you will be saved by our newest formula of Vamp Away. A little dab on your neck, wrists, and special places will ensure you won't become a victim of your local VAM community. Long gone are the days when you're just a blood bag. For only $6.66, you too can repel the bloodthirsty pests and sleep peacefully at night. Call now, 1-800-VAMP-AWAY. Again, that number is 1-800-VAMP-AWAY. Adopt your Seance Sammy doll now. Set this yarn-made Sammy doll in the middle of the circle and poof, your loved one transfers into the doll for you to do as you will. Yell, hug, kiss, smack, or burn. Take him to the movies, sleep with him, talk over tea, drown him with a pocket full of rocks. Get your Seance Sammy and begin your torturous healing today. And now for those who prefer to talk to a female loved one that has passed, get your Seance Sally. All Seance Sammies and Sallies are subject to possession and we hold no responsibilities for any and all mishaps dealing with the Seance Sammy or Seance Sally, including, but not limited to, burns, broken heart, measles, anal leakage, nightmares, and more. To claim your Seance Sammy coupon, call 1-800-POSSESSED. Again, that number is 
1-800-POSSESSED. Have you thought about becoming a published author? Don't have time around work, school, or family? Let us do the work for you. Save time by allowing eWriter resources to work for you. You deserve the best online writing services available. Let us make your book and your dreams come true. Be a published author in 14 days when we custom ghostwrite your ebook. If you need an expert, allow us to handle your business writing and ebook. We are capable of creating ebook covers, websites, and all the content to go on it. Check us out at eWriterResources.com. Doggy, doggy, where's my bone box for your dog band? Keep your dog band entertained during your working hours with our new Doggy, doggy, where's my bone box? 
Inside each and every box is a cool, indestructible toy that either wiggles, wobbles, or screams bloody murder. Included is the heart of one's enemy and the tastiest of tasties, a baby liver. That's right. Keep your trash can intact, your cat alive, and your dogman happy with the new Doggy Doggy Where's My Bone Box. For a small monthly payment of $199.96, your dogman will be the happiest dogman ever on the 13th of every month with a new box of fun and yum. Start your subscription for your Doggy Doggy Where's My Bone Box now by calling one 800 Where's my bone? Again, that number is 1-800-WHERE'S-MY-BONE. Doggy Doggy Where's My Bone box now with a new spray scent of Spunky Bunny. Sometimes people get lonely. It sucks to be lonely. But what if there was a way that you would be the talk of the town and not feel that ickiness of loneliness hovering over you anymore. That's right. Check out our new peer absentee solution with our Rent-A-Foot. For only $259.93 an hour, you can have your own 7-foot-tall friend to attend company events, play chess, or just hold hands walking down the beach. Long gone are the days where you're the one leaning against the wall. Now you can take your Sasquatch to your school dance. You can even go to the drive-in, cuddle in bed, ask for toilet paper. It doesn't matter. He's your new BFF. Call now to reserve your new hairy best friend today from Rent-A-Foot. 1-800-FURRY-FRIENDS. Again, that number is 1-800-FURRY-FRIENDS. Call now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Everything Under the Moon. I am your host, Becky Guideson, and for the first hour of our podcast, of course, we were completely off subject talking about everything under the moon, but this hour, we are going to actually talk about the paranormal, and I have my guest star with me, Mercedes. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. I'm back. All righty. <laughs> So this hour, we will focus on all that paranormal stuff now since we got everything else out and uh, had some fun. Um, Let's touch base first off. Let's let everyone know who you are and how you are involved with the paranormal, so to say. Okay, so um, I guess like a lot of people... um, recently know me from the dead files um and we were on an episode of the dead files and i have not been shy um about talking about it it's hard it's actually kind of difficult you don't really find that many people because i looked for them that talk about their experiences on the dead files and um our show was on it was two years ago and it was the season finale And um, it was a very uh, difficult experience. I'm very thankful to them, you know, for coming uh, to help us. And they did help us. And so um, before uh, before that, before people may have heard of me, because I'm I'm, I'm on a lot of different podcasts now and different things, but um, I do uh, work for 
a very special doctor where I work as a cranial sacral therapist. And I also am an energetic um, frequency healer. Uh, I am a remote view healer and I do my own work that way. So I've been doing that 15 or more years now. And especially the last few years, that's really um, picked up for me uh, with the pandemic. And afterwards, I just became a person that works works that way. And now I'm back with my doctor working again with, with our patients. So that's really great for me. I'm happy to be able to do all of them. Um, let's see. And so I, did I answer that question good enough? <laughs> so um, I know that the dead files came out there before the whole COVID shutdown. Um, yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. So much happened during that you know time period and I know that you had them come out and then COVID hit and just pretty much life in general shut down yeah and And you know what you're you're so right though because that we um they came out and then that is uh they were on a break so because of the uh situation we had like floods here during the time they were here that they ended up kind of changing their schedule thank god they were so great to do that and and staying a little longer during the thanksgiving right before thanksgiving and so literally i know they were talking about what you know what's the next season because by that year i'd realized the whole year i'd been trying you know kind of studying what, what was happening with them and um they definitely take that a vacation kind of thing and then they start back up which would have been right when the pandemic hit and that and I was corresponding with them during that time because they'd already left and and that they were really shut down the pandemic had shut them down as well everyone pretty much got shut down it it it's so weird to you know go back and think about how our lives literally came to a standstill and yours did like just a couple months after you had them out and you had all this reveal stuff going on mm-hmm. and you're trying to find help during the shutdowns. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in fact, it was so bad. And, and I know, you know, the, the story and I am talking about it now. There was a time when I wasn't talking about any of this. I, I feel like I can talk about it now because I feel it's, it's better. But at, during that time, I was so sick, and the, the right before the pandemic hit, I like had had my operation, and I was, you know, and and, and the, it was hitting the fan. Let's say that shit was hitting the fan out here. Um, in those months, um, like right as the pandemic was just about to come, and um, yeah, so it was really bad, and then it got worse because all of a sudden where I was normally at work during most of the, you know, five days a week. So I was here Mm -hmm. and my whole family was here. And then we had other family that came at that same time and had to come in and move in emergency like. And so all of us were here and we could not leave. And this place was uh, insane with the, with the evil, um, evil things going on so yeah it instead of getting work better well she told us it wouldn't we should leave she told us move and so we started to 
look for um, another property. We were looking, I was trying to find another place to get out and go and leave this place. And then we, um, that all got shut down. We couldn't, we could not move. And that, you know, thank goodness, because, um, you know, it ended up working out, but, um, but yeah, so that's what happened. It was hell in a haunted house with a bunches more people and children included little children. It was not good. Right. It was a bad year. Well, you know, they say everything happens for a reason. So yeah, <laughs> you just have to have faith. And I know sometimes that is so hard to have that faith. Um, but I, 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 I tr- you know, trust me, I know how, and you were living a different type of hell than others, you know, during this COVID process. Um, I know yeah. everyone's life went on hold. I know I had so many things going on and they all disappeared, which was such a disappointment. Um, yeah. But your hell was, was definitely a different type of hell than other people. And that was going through all this paranormal stuff that you were going through. Yeah, especially when um, you just, you know, put your whole family out there, which I didn't know my whole family was going to be on the dead files. It was supposed to be a whole other group of people. And a lot of people don't realize that they, you know, but because of the floods, uh, the other people that I, that they had okayed, they couldn't make it out to our property. Mm-hmm. So it ended up that my family who had witnessed all of this paranormal activity out here, if they'd been here like two, uh, like six weeks, I guess, and they had witnessed their own paranormal stuff here. So um, they got to be put on the show instead. And uh, when the other family came, it it just escalated. Um, uh, you know, Becky, uh, you know, uh, that there was these children and there was just this, it was just a nightmare. And uh, I think I was really, by the end of that year, I was reaching out for the ex, I was trying to calling, you know, exorcist. I I did not, I did look up you guys um, during that time. And it took me uh, till the, till like, I guess it was last year before I actually reached out to you, but I had researched you prior and um, so I, it, just in case I had to, to, to get somebody out here, but, you know, then I felt like the dead files, they'd found everything, you know, they'd found what, what, what it was, they, they'd validated what I saw and what we experienced. So, um, yeah, I, let's say it was like hell. It was even worse. It was like, they call this damned in the desert. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, oh, we definitely were then for sure. And for people that have never been out to your place and you're talking about the floods and everything, uh, let's paint them a picture because I've been out to your place several times. Um, You you live literally in the middle of the desert, pretty much. You have dirt roads, you know, leading to your house. It's not paved, they're dirt. And when it rains here in Arizona, a lot of those dirt roads just disappear to water. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... It was funny. I was just on the paranormal portal and I was talking to him about that and I ended up sending him pictures because he couldn't believe it. But I have, I took pictures of, you know, I keep a track record. I keep a record of everything. So the, the weekend that they showed up, it was literally a flood and um, I'm, it's like, we are flood. It's, we're in a flood zone. So 
you look outside and you are on a lake. It's like a lake. It's seriously a lake. And so, yeah, the roads are deep. They're all deep underwater. You can't get out, you know. Uh, so people could not get in. In fact, their whole crew, the night of the walk, was literally um, all of them were stranded in the in the flood water. And Joe had to come and get them out of pull them out. We were at the hotel and they they called us and like I thought the walk was over. You know, talk about hysterical. I was pretty much hysterical at that point because, you know, all this, all this to get them here. And then the night she's supposed to be there, we all of a sudden get this freak flood, you know? And so, yeah, it's, uh, this place is, it's like dry as a desert all of a sudden, but when the, we are in the flood zone. So when it rains, it really, really rains here. And, uh, and that's what had happened. It flooded everywhere and the trucks and cars and all of them were stranded and they were, they were actually, um, I think it was 11 vehicles were totaled. So that's how bad it was. That's like the worst probably flood we've ever had, ever that I've ever experienced here. They got it that night. The Arizona <laughs> desert doesn't handle rain very no. good because of the fact that we don't get rain a lot. So when it right. does rain, if we get a good amount, yeah, we're, we're flooded. <coughs> exactly. I know even us, if we get a good rain, our backyard turns into like a pool. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. And in the city, though, you've got a lot of, you know, you we have the, you have those, you know, what do you call them? Where the, you're prepared. You have like things for the rain where it runs off or moves into different areas. But the, over here, they don't, I've since made I have since gone on my, the tractor and we've got track, you know, we got a little tractor and um, made riverways now. So it's a lot better because they, the water will a lot of times go through the riverways. It's really neat, you know, but at that time we didn't have anything, nothing at all. And it was a, this is a really bad. It was a terrible right. thing. And, and so they did that inve- investigation. They left the whole COVID thing happened and, you guys got stuck yep. there pretty much. You couldn't leave. And uh, I know after the COVID thing started calming down, you started seeking help. Um, even during COVID. I don't think the COVID of- thing, yeah, the COVID thing, it <laughs> ne- you know, has really, it was still going when we did go ask for when we, it was because that was into, um, I don't know how it's been a whole year since uh, that was the November I was last not, it was a year before that. I can't remember the dates now, but um, yeah. So literally she had said she would, she had told us that she will come back and she was going, going to bring her group. So that was um, a big help thinking that would happen t- to me because um, no matter what I thought, well, she'll, she'll be coming back. She'll be coming back. Right. She did not, it didn't, they didn't say that it, that, you know, it didn't express that in the show, but to us, she had told us and in, in emails I've communicated with her. So I always had this hope that she was going to come back because I never thought they would say move. I always thought that she'd say, I'll fix it. <laughs> I really did. I didn't expect that. And it was pretty terrifying to me whenever I heard all these things when they were here. But so, yes, it got worse. And um, I had found out later in the um well I feel like my my guides my communication with God and spirit 
I got this uh, information to look for something. So I began to research uh, because I wanted to find out what is it if, if, if they can't come. Because then uh, it came to a point where I knew that they were not coming because they were shut down. They were not coming. She was not coming. Nobody was coming to help us. And so it was like up to us. So we began doing an extreme amount of, um, well, I began doing the extreme amount of research on the property and found what I believe was the actual, a big part of the curse of the land. And the second I found this information out about a priest, a Bavarian priest, and I have all the information, it's all documented. Um, hell, it all just went insane here. Like, uh, the family began fighting. It was like everybody started to fight one another. And I'm talking it, not fist fights, but all of a sudden it was like, it was like past hurts came up and the whole family was split in half. Uh, there was three sections of family here, one in one side, us in the middle and the other on the other side of the house. Cause we had all these little houses that we started to build because we kept getting all these family members here. And uh, we were, it was a divided home, <clears throat> all of us. And these are my family. These are mine family. <laughs> and then it was heartbreaking. And uh, again, I felt like Joe and I were, were starting to get um of course, if you go through this, you're, you and your husband or wife and all, everybody, you, you become pitted against each other. And that's what happens. So divide and conquer is what the demon, uh, the demonic, it was playing out. And then, of course, you've got these little um, children. Uh, you have the, the shadow man was like making, a, you know, you'd see him, you'd see something in the window, you'd see they'd see him next door in the house uh the children were afraid to go in the little bathroom I mean it was like every single day was horrible to live and I started to feel again as if I just I couldn't couldn't make it I'm not going to make it through this and then my health got worse again going down spiraling down and um that's when I decided I I would look I put something on Facebook um, and somebody said, look over, look at, um, uh, darkness, Dave. Well, I had to know who darkness Dave was. So I, I, I do now, um, he was, he's a very nice man. And, uh, I reached out and I put myself on their prayer list and I reached out to him and he helped me with an exorcist in California that I did not, uh, you know, they, he couldn't come to our house. So I'm like, well, I, that's not going to work. And I didn't have the best feeling about him. And so then somebody from the darkness, Dave prayer that I had, that he'd put out for us on the family and the family, she said, why don't you call uh, you need to call Bill Bean. And I'm like, who's Bill Bean. I didn't, I didn't know that these people had been on TV and all this stuff because we don't have TV. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had to go watch the dead files at my friend's house in town because we don't have TV. So uh, when we were on, but so anyway, that's basically uh, not too much longer after I met, I started talking with Bill and I think it was after, and he started to immediately, it started to help us. And uh, when I think uh, if I'm pretty correct here, I think we'd had our first exorcism and then that's, I'd started talking to you 
And then I think you came in after the second, or I have to look at my notes, but you came in between the exorcisms. There were three different ones. And um, so it's been very interesting to find the evidence that you've gathered compared to what was here and then how it's been in, in between each of the exorcisms because the family members, um, there's so many of them here that we had to have separate exorcisms to get each each of us in separate uh, separate groups and also uh, separate parts of the property, basically, to get help with uh, because there was other people on the property that didn't believe uh, in anything that was going on and weren't admitting any of this like was real. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the, that was to me was like, how can, you know, but they, they were coming from their place. They, they, they're in their own trauma, you know, and it's like, it, I can understand it now, but looking at it, I was like, we were just like, look, everybody, you guys have got to do the Lord's prayer. We've got to do it at our gate before we all drive in. We've got to stop and do it at the doorway before you go in your door. And, and Joe and I had to put rules up. Basically, he and I had always had some sort of rules. We'd always been spiritual. We'd always like had our, but I come from um, my background when I became a therapist and when I became after these car accidents, I would say, they say, call me a new age healer. Well, I never thought of myself as that way, but I guess when you look at it, I mean, I, used the crystals and I, I did all of that and I talked to spirit and I, so I I guess that that you know in many ways I mean I, that's a one way to look at it I never thought of myself as that that though but all the whole time I've been here I've been communicating with spirits we've been trying to uh, stop this for seven years this is the seventh year Becky so um, you know you guys came in between the sixth and seventh year and I'm so thankful um, it's been a long, long, long journey. It really has. Yeah. And and I, I have definitely noticed, you know, different changes from the, you know, different times that I've been out there for sure too. Um, I, I do have to admit the first time, and I think I told you this, uh, the first time I went out there, I did come home and I did have nightmares. I think I told you that. Oh yeah. And then that, that your computer, yeah. Thing. Um, yeah, that's what happens. People would come here. Um, like Bill was the, the Bill and you are the last that have come here, but the others before, because of my work and where I work at was medicine, will Benison will dental and wellness, but it was, it was a wellness center that, uh, catered to people from all over the world. So I was really fortunate and I am still fortunate to be able to work with people that come from all over the world and they come to see the doctor. And so I met uh, amazing people, priests, a shaman, a Buddhas, you know, a Buddhists that were the, you know, the monks. I, I mean, I met all these people. I could write a book on that. How many of these people from all, you know, little old me, you know, I don't know how I ended up there, but I did. So those people were the ones I had coming. We had shamans, we had people uh, calling and trying to do things. We had people coming to the property and it would only work for a little while. We would think it'd be okay. And then it wasn't okay. It never went away. It was like, it was like, to me, what my spirit was saying and what we were getting, what I was getting was 
the wound is so deep on this land that, um, you know, with all of the events that have occurred here and at the, before the dead files came, we only knew of just what we thought, you know, the Mexicans and the, the war with the Mexicans and the white people and then the Indians and the Mexicans and the, you know, and then the Indians and the Indians and the copper mines and the farmers. I mean, you name it, this little valley has it, yeah. <laughs> has been through it. Um, and not only that, but way, way back, I mean, the history of this place goes back, oh my gosh, thousands of years. And there was, um, the rivers are under the ground and, and then, the, you know, there's rivers of water. I mean, there's the history here is incredible. And so all of that interplays into this land. And then you've got this, the curse thing, which Amy said was blackened all over the land. And so that's part of what I believe I found was the long ago um, curse happened way back with Father Kino. And when they came in, there was a really, really bad um, a priest that I mean, it was even recorded in Father Kino's work in his in his writings about this demonic um, thing demonic man so I have a feeling and I believe that's why it all hit hit back at us because every time I tried every time I'd uncover it it would it would come it would come at us to stop us you know horses died not not the horses but the horses almost died two of them dogs died um my fish all my fish died one time you know all these things that would happen that were just bizarre so it was a an attack after one attack after another on us during this time, trying to break Joe and I up, trying to stop us from being together. So I would leave this property. Nothing, none of this actually started until I came to the property. When when he, when I was not on the property and before I came here, we were doing good. <laughs> and then I came here and that's when it all started to, to really you know, and I see them and they, I know, I know them, I know who they are. So, you know, getting people to believe you for the first parts of it, you know, all my friends would understand that I knew that were intuitive or, you know, the people that we got to help, they could understand and see too. But, you know, you've got the other people that have, you know, I thought they thought she's probably crazy or she's, you know, she's making this up. So that's why to me when the when the dead files did come mm -hmm. and um you know that was three times I tried to do that and three times I think it was the fourth time that's when I finally got the dead files so it was it was it was a it took a process to to get them to come here it was bizarre because like oh we were talking about the computer so like your computer right mm -hmm. you left here and your computer was messed up well, I couldn't, I couldn't reach out to the dead files because my computers would not let me. So that was two years in a row. And then the third year, I finally, it finally went through on the third year. Yeah. My so, yeah. When I came home from your investigation and I plugged in my um, recorder to get, you know, the EVPs off of it, it came up like all this weird stuff that it had never done before. Yeah. And and um, someone had told me it was the programming of the recorder, but it never came up like that ever. No, and it was like codes, remember? Yeah, it, it looked like <laughs> alien stuff. I swear to God, it looked like alien uh, talk. 
And yeah. um, I had to, cause I was like, where is her files? You know, I, I literally had to scroll through everything to find your files. And before that, it would just be those files that would uh, pop up. And what's really funny is ever since then, it's been the same way. I haven't been able to correct that. So I always have to scroll through to find my files. Wow. Um, wow. It, it's just this weird thing that happened and it happened after your case. And, uh, and also, you, felt, like, you felt like somebody had, um, you didn't feel good. I remember that you weren't feeling well after you left here. Yeah, things tend to affect me. I, um, my team members are always fine. You know, they, they have nothing, nothing ever happens to them. It's rare that something happens to them. Uh, me, on the other hand, things like me and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, um, uh, you know, they say your name. Yeah. <laughs> so they really like, you're like the one that they really kind of communicate. Well, I think all you and the, uh, you know, the other ones too, but for for sure you. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you said that they say my name. We just got done with another investigation um, last month, I think it was. And my name came up <laughs> and it wasn't at your yeah. house. It was at another location and my name came up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, that's, I think, I, I really think that's amazing. I mean, I just, <laughs> that just shows you, like you said that you called that a, um, intelligent haunt. <clears throat> yeah. Intelligent haunt. Yes. So, Hey, everyone in the room where you're intelligent, <laughs> I'm in the cabin right now. This is my workspace. So I know they're in here, but <laughs> yeah, the last no. time I was there and I know that we'll get to this in a moment though, because you mentioned going to another area of your property next time. But the last time I was there, we focused mainly on the cabin. And um, I did, I always do this. I always do this knock, this shave in the haircut knock. And right. every single investigation I go on, that is something I do. That is like my thing. And it's been rare, but I have gotten those two knocks. And at your place, I got those two knocks the last time I was there. Wow. Um, so it was intelligent and it was interacting with me for sure. Um, yeah. It, it, it was definitely near me. And, and one of the things that frustrated me about your place, not a bad thing, but we, my team is known as a scientific team, which is why you looked us up because you wanted that scientific part yeah and we go off of evidence and evidence alone that's what we do anything else that happens is a personal experience and yes you know depending on the situation we do explain you know we had this personal experience depending on the person and blah 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 but I always like to be able to back things and lately and and this happened at your place and it drove me freaking crazy and this isn't the first time it's happened <laughs> I can see lights that other people can't see. And that drives me insane. And we were in the cabin and I was doing those knocks and it was knocking back and I know it was interacting and I would see these lights and I would be asking the members that were with me, did you see those lights? And they're like, no. And I'm like, seriously, how can you not see the lights? <laughs> wow. And it's dark in here because I mean, you're the whole place is completely dark from the outside. Yeah. And, and yours isn't the first place I've seen that at. I've been to other locations where I would see lights happening and I'd be like, look at that. And they'd be like, look at what? And I'm like, the light. And they're like, what light? And I'm like, there's a light. 
and it drives well that's because you can see I mean you have uh, you know you have the ability to you know you're very intuitive and empathic on all those levels and uh, that's what I love too that you brought you know not only did you are you that you know where you are that science base you are that evidence base which is what I needed and um but plus integrity that's why I picked you and then (laughs) but you when I come to find out you know you are really an intuitive um and that you know you're very in tune with what's happening and they they communicate they communicate with you and so like yeah so you you see the lights and that's why I I know we tried to do the you know, we, I tried to help one time where we had them, where we could follow you guys. Cause I'm trying to do that documentary, but mm-hmm. uh, it didn't, it really, I don't think it worked as good. It's kind of, it's neat that I'm glad we still have the, um, we have that evidence. We have that experience, but it's gotta be hard getting all the right equipment and, and putting the equipment in and, and just, you know, like everything's gotta be just right. Doesn't it like to get to catch everything? Well, there, there's, you know, the thing is I used to say, and I don't take cameras all the time because it's such a pain to do the whole setup, but um, I always told people to make sure I'm in front of the camera. And that's because of the fact that usually if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. But lately, like I'm wanting the camera where I'm looking because I'm seeing stuff and it's not getting picked up and it's, it frustrates me. It really does. And it's one of those things that I wish others could see because <laughs> I feel insane. You know, I'm feeling insane that I'm like, look at that light. And they're like, what light? And I'm like, there's a freaking light. Well, you know, the good thing is it can, um, it can correlate, you know, so like you're getting the knock and maybe you see the light and the same time you see the light, then, you know, you've heard a noise. And I, I know that certain things like that, well, like, let's talk about Eli. So like, you didn't know my dog's name name was Eli. And uh, that one of the, one of the things that you had picked up was the name Eli. Which was so funny because that, that, and we'll give a background to this. You had the dogs barking and it was, I think also the neighbor's dog. It wasn't just your dog. It was like dogs in general. And so we were in there and I was, you know, and I just talked to the spirits like they're normal people. That's what I do. And I, you know, I go, can you please tell the dogs to be quiet? And about (laughs) five minutes later, I get the name Eli. And I had no clue at that moment in time that one of the dogs' names was Eli. (laughs) And he was the one I was telling him inside Eli, because he, he, he's little, he's a little guy. And so of course he's like, oh, I've got to bark. I've got to bark. Somebody's out there, you know? So cut. Yeah. So they they were telling you Eli, you know, and so, gosh, it's, it's just amazing. You know, it truly is the evidence that you found here. So the, I mean, the, let's say, um, every time that you've been out and I don't, I don't quite know what's happened, you know, at the third one, but, um, we did the third one. I asked you to come out here on March 12th um and that was for the pony 12 or pony one two that uh we had made a special ceremony for them uh and they were the ones that were mentioned on the dead files well they literally did crash and burn blow up uh very very close to the house 
And, um, you know, Joe and I decided since we decided we would stay and live here, um, continue that we would make sure we made a monument for them. And so he made this incredible monument, which, I mean, he made two giant monuments. So that's what we had you guys come out because I thought, well, this would be a great evening. Um, And I literally felt like while when you started the investigation, literally, that was at the same time when the crash happened in 1989. Right. Yeah. And planned it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. And so to me, I think just that you were here that night and then, um, the fact that we had the ceremony, I, I, we have had, um, some activity that's occurred, uh, since the ceremony happened and that, and, and you were here that night, but I'm not, this activity is, is definitely uh, communicating with us. It's a different, I think it's a different uh, being that was here than before and they're not causing any harm or anything. And I, and so that's my deal. It's like, and I, and I know you agree with this too. Like you, they live here and I can't make them go if they don't want to go. I mean, Lord knows we've tried everything to have people go, but I still think that some spirits are just coming through or, just they feel comfortable here or you know and And, that's you know and and that's something you know that a lot of people don't understand they can just pass through if yeah if it's a location especially that is already haunted that gets investigated it's something that they can pass through so they can get whatever it is they need to get across across and I, I know in my house, I've had spirits just come and go. Right. You know, it, it's something that happens. Um, a few weeks back, I'm sitting here trying to organize my, you know, business files. And I'm sitting at my file cabinet. Doors open. I'm in my chair. And I see out of the corner of my eye, someone walking down the hallway. Automatically, I scoot in my chair, not even thinking, you know, so they could get by me. Right. And after I did that, I realized, wait, I'm home alone. (laughs) Exactly. And then I look behind me and I have a pirate flag, of course, pirates, um, a pirate flag on my door that is half off the door. Like someone bumped into it when they walked by. Mm. And I try to recreate to make sure my chair didn't do that or I didn't somehow do that. And the nails are pointed like up. So the only way the flag can come down is if like you rub up against it. And I know I didn't rub up against it. Oh, yeah. I mean, where that came from? Yeah, I don't know. But it happens to me all the time. Things will come and go. And I don't know where they're coming from or going to. <laughs> they just do it. Well, let's face it. We are we're actually um, all living here in the same realm, except they are in the, you know, the invisible other realm. And, you know, but we're really all here together. Um, at the same time so it's you know it it, it's it's just the way it is and so yeah and I do believe from from my work also that you know people like yourself people like me um, you know we have a certain light and this one uh, the okay so on my show that I just started and I interviewed um, Barry Fitzgerald 
Well, he told me, cause I was telling him about the light and I'm like, I just shine my light. And Becky, he said something so uh, important. He goes, and they can see you too, or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, and he goes, you know, sometimes the light, the brighter we shine. So he told me that he has learned to not be bright, to keep his light. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, I've, I've heard that before, but I never like, it was so, he was so witty, you know? And it was like, wow. So like, I'm out here, I'm shining my light and shine, shine. I'm going to shine so bright. And, uh, but that is a radar. We are, we, they see the light. And so they follow you and they follow me and they, you know, it's up to us to keep ourselves protected. And, and um, I have a lot more understanding of that more so now than ever. So, yeah. And you, you gotta, you're, you're always, plus you're always in uh, other, like we are, I'm in the same haunted location every day, but you're you're in a different. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm the only one that's ever had anything follow me. I, I don't think any of my teammates have ever. And I'm usually the one that, you know, like, I think I've had teammates that have been touched before, but it's been like gentle stuff. I'm always the one that gets scratched, my clothes pulled on. Like, um, two years ago, um, when I was at Fox theater, I literally had my clothes pulled on so hard. I thought they were trying to rip off my shirt. You know, (laughs) it was like really hard. And I'm always the one that has that happen. My team does not you know, they'll hear things, see things sometimes, but they don't really get that interaction like I do. Well, I know for a fact that they can be, uh, it can be, um, well, let's say there were times out here when before the dead files was called in that, you know, I was almost like I was in a comatose state where I would be just taken over um, and I couldn't move and that we did try to call in, we called in the shaman to come help me. So they can literally overwhelm you. And then I know that the day of production for the, for the dead files, when I was just about to go up and talk to Steve uh, and I was walking with the producer guy or the, the other, yeah, the producer guy. And then, um, it, 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 a whoosh came right past into me, knocked me completely down in the backyard you know that's the backyard is the area where there's so much activity and it hit hit me full force knocked me down and so that was how I started my interview with I was a mess I was so freaked out I thought I was gonna have to stop and you know it's like it was trying to take me out every every chance it could something was happening so if you know they're pulling on you because they're pulling on you and they're messing with you because number one is because they know that you can make contact with them probably in some way. Eventually you can, you can connect with them and I'm, and they, they probably want your higher in, energy, your frequency. Yeah. Joe's work spot out in your backyard was one area that I think that area. Yeah. Comfortable. I think the first time. Yeah, that was a, there was a lot of activity and that, that area, oh my God, it's that, that, you know, when she came on and told me things that the guy, she saw the the dead person doing, I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, I was literally in shock that whole, that whole time with her. It was like four hours sitting with Amy 
in a surreal living room of ours. <laughs> and I, I still have the table. Like right? I mean, can you? And it's, yeah, it's like down to not, no minutes at all. And it's, uh, so that was like four hours. And um, it was so upsetting. I had to even take a break because I was crying. Um, it was a very, very horrifying when I actually saw what was going on and she saw it, you know, and so that, that backyard that there was, so, and I could see black holes in the backyard too, that like stuff was in the, un, under the earth. So that's always been something I've seen something in the earth, but you, you guys got activities. Um, we, and you actually heard like, uh, somebody, um, yelling, I think, or, or they said, Hey, yeah, and uh, you caught that, and that is like, one of the things that Joe would hear. He hears all hears all the time, or he used to. Hey, yeah, uh, you guys caught that. Like, it's Can like someone telling us to keep it down or something like that. Oh, right, like that's in the front here by outside the cabin. So, okay, so I will right. just say, well, I will just say, when I first went over and I heard what she caught the first time to anybody that's listening I was very nervous but I wanted to hear what she had had because I know that she had had Becky had had uh you know she not felt well and her computers and all and normally Becky that's what some of my friends or people that would come here they would things followed them to the house and they would have terrible times at their house after they come and visit where people wouldn't come out here anymore my friends um who was supposed to be on the dead files. She was uh, of terrible things happened to her when she'd come here and go home. And um, she actually worked for the mayor of Tucson at one time. So she was very, they were very reputable people, but she, um, she, she wouldn't come back out after a while. Like it was like, it was, it was not worth coming out here, but um, still. Yeah. So what Becky found and Becky, you probably can say it better than me, but uh, those voices were so scary. I, you caught them all, and they were all in the cabin. The, and not scary ones were in the cabin. But then the, I think the scary ones were mostly to me. I just remember that horrible, the horrible ones. And then somebody like, I, I'm crying. And then outside, this man was saying, keep it down or be quiet. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, like all these people are outside. They're everywhere on our property talking to you. Yeah. All in the, all those, and you didn't even go. I mean, you were here four hours that first time. And I think three hours, you haven't been here like very long, actually compared to like eight hours or whatever. Right. Everywhere you've gone pretty much that you set up, you caught something. And, uh, but, oh my God, I I I just couldn't believe what you found and I never even wanted to come back in this room after after that and I we still had people living in here then they we had had them go and leave and I told them you guys have got to leave this <laughs> cabin and let us get this investigation and it was a mess it was like they wanted to come back early and I'm like no but you caught everything in that little bit of time that you were here, that was so much, so much proof that this place was just horrible. Yeah, I, I, and every I've been go ahead. I'm maybe over talking because I'm 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 reliving it, and I'm just, I may be getting a little upset. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. 
But yeah, I've been very blessed to where, you know, if there's going to be activity, it usually does happen when we're there and it will happen when we're there, thankfully, um, because of the fact that I like to be able to confirm it for people. And I know I'm sure, you know, and we got to start wrapping up here, but I know having like dead files out there probably really helped um, and having people like me go out there. Um, it, it just, it helps to be able to confirm that you're not crazy and that, you know, people can see this and, you know, hear this and things like that. And that's why it drives me crazy when, you know, my team members aren't seeing the same things that I'm seeing or hearing the same things I'm seeing uh, or hearing uh, because of the fact that I want that confirmation. <laughs> I want confirmation that I'm not going insane. And right. I, don't I totally understand. I totally understand. Because I mean, yes, I, I just you brought me the validation. I mean, even after the dead files validation, you brought the validation of the real evidence that, you know, I could I could draw, I could say, I could tell you, but you caught their you caught their words and um you caught a lot, you caught so much every single time. And and I do have to say that um my life has changed this last year. Uh, Bill Bean, Reverend Bill Bean or Bill Bean, whatever he has with God, that man did something out here and he prayed and he, he, I have it all on video. I, I went with him. I was all on the phone and, and he did something that first night in the, in the main house. And that's when you guys came out here, um, the main house was actually clear. Right. And, and then the rest of the property wasn't. So there was two more exorcisms and this was the, the cabin I'm in was the last exorcism. So three exorcisms. And, um, but it, the, the property literally from last year to the year before, like when the dead files was here and beyond that, we could not grow. I could, I have garden now. I could not grow anything in my garden. Right. I could not grow. Nothing was growing. No plants were growing. I can't believe the difference this last year. It's like everything is growing and everything is, uh, life is, my whole life has changed this year. And I, and I'm so thankful for you. And I'm thankful for Bill and I'm thankful to the dead files. I'm thankful for my husband for, for sticking out with me and, and, and doing our prayers. We, you know, we put God first and, um, I don't want to go back to anything else because if I did, I don't know what would happen to this place. If, if we slacked off, I don't know what would happen. I would, I, so we don't, you know, so I'm so thankful. And, and one of the things I do got it, I will, I do want to say is that when Amy was here, she had mentioned, you should have this be a paranormal, uh, like network place or like where you have like a, um, you know, people come and do research here and set up and then we don't live here. And, and at, at the time I'm, I thought, oh my God, what are you talking about? Like, I can't, no way. Cause we thought we were leaving, but I don't want to do that. But I do see how having you come here and doing this work that you're doing has, has brought clarity to this place. And, and I believe that's part of what's healing this place right. is because your research gave us the validation. It gives, it gives us, 
it gives the spirits validation. Yeah, it gives them a chance to do the talking. And I know that you yes. said that you got some activity in the other cabin that we need to come check out now. But you said it right. Playful, right? But let's make that. But I, I, Mercedes yeah. is living in a more playful place now. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, I know the children. There's still children here. We've seen a child um, at the cabin, and and but it wasn't, um, it wasn't scary. And I, I we hear the children still, um, but you know, so I know people could say, well, that could be demonic. Well, it could be. But we do our pretty much our prayers and like we keep, you know, and then I, that's what this is what I do for people. I can help people clear their properties. So I know how to do this now here. And I believe that we work as a team, my husband and I, and the family members that are left and work toward um, keeping this at a higher frequency. But I understand that, you know, there's going to be spirits here and that's, and, uh, and I think that you coming in and doing the research is a good thing. I don't, I think it's the right thing to do. You know, I really do. And I'm very appreciative. It's my pleasure. It's something I really enjoy to do. And the more and more I get into it, I think the more and more I start to see things, feel things, and maybe one day I will open up my full potential. Who knows? (laughs) Well, and that's, that's true. Like, so I had invited you out but it was such short notice because we found out that last week was the anniversary for one of the things that Amy had mentioned about all the Native Americans being murdered. Well, I don't want to say unfortunately, you know, and, but it was my daughter's birthday, so I couldn't. Yes, yes, and it, it was it was very short notice because it just popped up like all of a sudden we're like, wow! It just came to the in the like it was there, and we're like, wow! That means something because we were able to catch it because. We wanted to do a ceremony, but I thought it was in August or something. I didn't know, but it ended up, we did do the ceremony, but see things like that um, to me, it's like, and I may be kind of cuckoo here, but I would love to find out like communication, communication about these events that did occur, like, because that was a massacre that happened and it affected all of the lands around here, all of them. And so many, um, variations of people were involved in that murder white people hispanic people the apaches the toho Odom, i mean you name it all kinds of people were mixed together in the demonic presence and went after these innocent people and that cursed the land that was a big part of blood curse because then the tribes cursed the land they they put curses on all these areas and um and that was mentioned in one of the dead files that happened in Green Valley. Um, she mentioned that one. She mentioned about this whole thing years ago. I happened to catch that. And that's like, that's how come I knew to look it up and find out more about it. And then she mentioned it to us on the show. So what you do, what you're able to do, because you're that light, is you're able to catch that real, you're able to catch them talking and communicating like a real person to you. And to me, that brings us into the evidence base of what actually happened here. Can we help? Can we do something to help them? And I believe that that's part of what you came here in my life to do was to help bring the light, to bring out the crap, the dark, the demonic, and you uncovered, because that voice was demonic. And the next time we came here, 
that voice was gone and the cabin had been uh, uh, had been exercised by then. And so that those voices were not the same demonic voices as we heard in the first time. So I'm praying to God that, that they never come back. <laughs> but your evidence, Becky, and your team, you you got it. You got the evidence on all of those occasions to prove the fact that what, you know, what God did to me, I see it as God came in and did some work here through everybody that was part. And, um, and you were able to get that evidence and uh, to me and, and, and prove, prove what was here and then prove afterwards what was here now. And it's totally different. Right. And I'll come back and I will get you more evidence as soon as I can. <laughs> Thank you. And I know we probably have gone over and I'm a, I, I can ramble oh, sometimes. That's I'm all sorry. right. That's, <laughs> but before we do um, wrap up tonight, I do want people, because I know you're like doing your own thing and you're, you know, getting out there. So I, I want you to be able to let people know where to find you, where to look you up at. Okay. Um, you can go to um, my beautiful spirit. Um, and that's based on my own spirit that I feel is my guide. And so I call her my beautiful spirit. And so that's what the, the website is called my beautiful spirit.com. Um, my Facebook is Mercedes lucky Benedict. And it's with a Z you'll see it on the, on, on her spelling Mercedes with a Z lucky with an E. Um, I do have a new show out that I started uh, during uh, last year, but it, it took, it's in exactly one year that I came up with the idea or God came up with the idea. And so this week, my show uh, or last week, my show came out. Um, it's called the Mercedes Lucky Benedict Show Unveiling Mystery. And my first guest was the awesome Barry Fitzgerald of Ghost Hunters International. Um, I also have music that I'm doing which you can find on my website or my YouTube channel. And all my music is, um, um, it's God given. It's God is, I'm producing it myself. It's the first time ever I've been able to do that. So I've really been blessed with all the music that I'm, I'm able to come out. And I've definitely got a song about this place called Ghosts in the Dark that I'm working on in the next couple of uh months it's the song i wrote about this situation out here it's going to be a documentary uh becky will be part of it as soon as i can get time to start it all <laughs> and um i am going to be on this really cool podcast coming up on the 17th of may called truth seeker truth seeker which is so interesting because i just wrote a song and i'm sitting there talking about the truth seekers the truth seekers and then the next day I get this thing. You should be on this guy's podcast. What's it called? Truth Seeker. <laughs> I mean, what is the likelihood of that? So anyway, this guy's really cool. And he's a, a musician and he's a, um, he's really in, very interesting. He's all about God, but he's all about his music too. So I think it'll be a really great thing. That's May 17th. And I think that's about it. Um, and oh, and if you do need help with like remote viewing, or if you need help with, you know, looking into your um, house, or you know, I have clients all over the place now, and um, I draw, I draw them. So if you go to my Facebook, I draw spirits. So like, just like on Amy, like when that person draws mm -hmm. things, so I draw what I see. 
And so it's kind of weird like that happened. It just started happening with my clients at work. Um, I started to draw the energy or what I saw in their bodies. And it became, that's just part of what I do for people. It's like draw what I see. And that you can find on my Facebook or my website and all that kind of stuff too. And I appreciate you having me um, on your show. It's been so fun. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And I know this isn't, you know, the end. We will be talking again soon. And I'm sure you'll be back on my show sometime. So thank you. And you could be on my show. That, that's perfect. I would love to that. <laughs> Isn't that funny that we both have that in our shows at the same time they came out? That's so neat. There we go. And it's just like talking to an old friend. So it's very cool. Yes. And thank you to your producer in the background there. He's a super guy. Thank you, producer. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mercedes. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. And um, thanks to all the audience, whoever's going to listen to this. And, and Becky, thank you and your team for so for being so awesome and helping us so much. And have a blessed night. Uh, thank you so much, Mercedes. You have a wonderful night. Okay, good night. good night. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back in probably about two weeks. I'm not doing a weekly show just yet, but in the future, I'm hoping to do weekly Um, But I'll be back in a couple weeks with another awesome guest, of course. And to find me, I'm very easy to find. I am all over social media, even though I may not post all the time. I am on Instagram and TikTok under Tucson Ghost CO. I am on Twitter under Tucson Ghost. YouTube under Tucson Ghost Company. And Facebook, you can find my businesses, Everything Under the Moon, Tucson Ghost Society and Tucson Ghost Company, all on Facebook. And if you want to follow me, I have my personal page of Becky McKitty Guideson. You can always find me there and follow me. So thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. We will be back again with everything under the moon, talking about everything and anything. And then of course the paranormal. But until the next time that I sign on to talk to you all, just remember you're never truly alone. Good night, everybody. <laughs>